Guys, today is another day in the goat fam journey. We had the puppies outside and I had a puppy picnic and we were right next to the goats. So I'm introducing all of the puppies to the goats. I have three dogs. How did the goats handle the puffs? Shockingly well. They didn't care at all. They actually came running up to me today. Oh, that's so cute. They're getting used to you. Yes. Oh my goodness. They're the cutest. They were working with me yesterday too. They were like on my blanket, chewing the blanket. <laughs> and like, and I was going to say that, you know, the goats or it once was that your puppy ate your homework, then it was your goat sent your email because like every time that they hang out with me, they just love to start they love to get into typing and everything oh my god they just tramp on your laptop i love that yeah (laughs) that's hysterical and they give me kisses too i lean to them and i go and he and murphy gives me a kiss oh my gosh that's really freaking cute i want to go i know you guys can see him on instagram or tiktok if you want at laura md francesco they're so cute i'm obsessed with them So cute. Well, I absolutely loved this episode. What did you girls love about the episode? It was so great. I loved how they talked so much about delegation and building their team and then particularly how they broke down their massive financial goals. I think that my favorite part was when they were talking about what the transition looked like from them owning their separate businesses to kind of teaming up and joining forces. Especially the legal part. Well, I think that you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. Case, what was your favorite part? I loved how Brittany was talking about the importance of um, incorporating self-care. They both mentioned that they're super hard workers, you know, very type A, get shit done kind of thing. But they also take time to, you know, go get their nails done together and stuff. And they incorporate Um, self-care into their day too so they can be the most productive and successful that they can be so I really loved that but I'm excited for everyone to hear their journey and their stories so let's get into it Welcome, everyone, to the Flourish We Grow Together podcast. This is Laura DeFrancesco, founder and CEO of Flourish Coworking Space and Dean Street Law. Flourish is a lush, sustainable, and inspiring space to co-work and host events in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and now brought to you virtually with the We Grow Together podcast. And more than anything, we are a community, which is why it was so important for us to start the podcast and our online community so that we can be not just in Westchester, but worldwide now, which we are so, so excited about. And I'm here with my two co-hosts, Lindsay and Casey. Hi, everyone. It's Lindsay DeFrancesco, the co-founder of Flourish. And I am Casey Fluhardy, the community manager of Flourish. And we are so, so excited to be talking to two friends of ours, Brittany Nettles and Britt McLaughlin. They are the duo behind She Moves Philly, which is an epic real estate team in Philadelphia. Do you gals want to introduce yourselves and share a little bit more about your story? Sure. 
So uh, I'll start. I'm Brittany Nettles and one of the co-founders of She Moves Philly. Born and raised Philadelphia. Um, definitely had a, an entrepreneurial journey getting here. Um, so I've had my fair share of experiences. Um, accidentally landed in real estate, um, which we can go into full detail or keep it short and sweet. Um, but we've been in the business about four years now um, and absolutely love what we do. So, Yeah, and I'm Britt McLaughlin. Um the other half of the Brits. Um, I'm from Bucks County originally. I've been in Philadelphia coming up on eight years now and realtor for four. Uh, Before that, I was in tech for five and a half years um, and kind of had a real estate background. My family are high-end residential developers in Bucks County, and my mom uh, has been a real estate agent pretty much my whole life. So uh, it was a natural progression for me to get here. Um, but happy to talk more in detail about that too later. That's so awesome. I love that. So Brittany and I connected through my boyfriend, James, and we met up for coffee in Philly. And Brittany, that was one of my favorite coffee dates I have ever had. We were just chatting about all the things, to-do lists, delegation. It was so evident that you two are such a powerhouse and I love your brand and everything that you've built. It's so incredible. Thanks, Laura. And I, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because the first time that we met, like the energy that you exude is just like, whoa. And just that's the kind of people that like <laughs> I love having in my life, right? And that's like how Brit and I connected was actually at a coffee shop and We'll tell you that story too. Um, but just the first time that I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this woman already. I need to be friends with her. Your to-do list was like nothing I've ever seen. You just with your legal pad, I was dying. And I'm like, oh my God, like we do a lot of stuff during the day. But I was like, whoa, that is quite the to-do list. And it's just, that was like a, just a very funny first impression, but I love you dearly. And I'm glad that we're here and, you know, have grown through, Uh, quite a few journeys, it seems like, in a short period of time. So pretty cool. I know. We've definitely grown through a lot. So the to-do list is, I talk about it sometimes, I do a brain dump before bed. And that particular brain dump was four pages or more. And I write down and who I can delegate it to and which tasks I need to handle myself. That was a funny time. And then you two were able to speak at the Flourish Grand Opening and you absolutely killed it. Thank you so much for being part of the Flourish Grand Opening with us. Oh, that was such a fun day. Thanks for having us. Of course. We got into so many things, but I'd love to hear. So how did you two meet? You said you met over coffee? I think Britt tells this story a lot better than I do, so I'll let her do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little embarrassing for me, so that's why I probably (laughs) feel better. But um, So Brittany and I have been steadily competing for business. Um, We have a lot of similar friend groups here in the city and they very much overlap. And, you know, I was getting to that point of like, who the hell is this other Brittany that I keep competing for business with? I just, I need to meet her. Um, So I found her on Instagram and obviously like one does, you stalk a little, but it just so happens we wound up um, doing buyer consults at the same coffee shop at the same time. And I saw her from across the room. So like I hurried up and wrapped up my buyer consult because I saw she was leaving and I ran to the door to catch her before she left. And I definitely fangirled and was like, Hey, I know you from Instagram. We have some similar friends, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to get coffee sometimes? And um, Brittany, 
didn't get back to me for quite a while. And she tells it because she thought I was trying to recruit her. At that point, I was like on a different team and another brokerage. And she thought I was trying to bring her on board. But we finally <laughs> sat down for coffee. And it turned out that we just had a ton in common. We live very parallel lives. We're from the same area in Bucks County originally. Our families kind of have similar stories and paths. And um, and we just, a really good friendship formed. And we really became each other's sounding board over the next year or so. And because we were just going through a lot of the same stuff in real estate and business and in life uh, at the same time. So it kind of grew from there. And that's how this all came to be. Yeah, it was just sweet serendipity. And, you know, it's, it's cool to reflect on. um, Because, you know, I don't think any of us can like map out our journeys, right. But, you know, Brit coming into my life, and I think, you know, it's definitely a two way street for sure. But like, you know, just having somebody to rely on through business, because we all know no matter what we're doing, what we're selling, what we're growing, like business is hard, both emotionally, professionally, spiritually, physically too. But just having somebody who's truly your partner, who you trust, rely on, and just know you share the same vision with. And of course, like, it doesn't have to be the same exact vision. But for the most part, Brit and I share the same exact vision of who we want to be, where we're going, um, you know, what kind of team do we have, want to have? How do we tr- want to treat our team and what kind of clientele do we want to have and stuff like that. Um, but just having somebody to support you and like raise you up, um, just, it, it, it just does a tremendous thing for your business, but also you as a human being. So it's really awesome. And, and Britt and I, you know, we, we definitely dated before we got married. Um, <laughs> is what we always say, but you know, we dove into it. It's just, it was a no-brainer. Um, you know, if you know Britt and I on a more personal level, you'll know that like we are polar opposites in a lot of ways. So we're super complimentary and it's super helpful, especially in the business side. Um, so it's, you know, we always say we're the yin to each other's yang. Um, so it, it's just super helpful on the business side, but it's, it's complimentary and it's, you know, I think why we've been so successful is because we go at things two different way, but it's harmonious and, in a lot of ways. So, and I think that that type of partnership, it gives you an aspect of resilience when you're starting a business because it's hard, like it's really hard and confusing at times and you're not sure. So I, the fact that you guys call each other, your sounding board, that's, that's essentially like what you need. You just need someone to like, not be so confused in your head. And then also to just like get through it together Um, that's really awesome. And it's really special. So I'm curious what the transformation looked, looked like when you guys partnered up and also, um, what that growth has looked like and where you guys are now. Yeah. So, um, and Britt, feel free to chime in, or if you want to take this one, just let me know. Um, but when we, we teamed up, I mean, we both came from different backgrounds. So Britt was operations, as she mentioned, but she was also on a team. I was in the food business before kind of just more so marketing and sales. Um, but I was a solo agent. So joining forces, we definitely just like had a whole, you know, depth of different knowledge and just way of going about our business. So like at first, I wouldn't say it was a rocky start by any means, but like just joining two different businesses and figuring out how each other works and stuff like that. It's just a huge undertaking. But for us, like communication is key. Like we, we, we talk to each other as business partners, but also like family, we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. So it's like communication is the thing that really carried us through. Um, 
one of us is definitely more of a communicator than the other. Brit <laughs> communicates a little bit more than I do. I will openly admit that. Um, but, you know, again, it goes back to an accountability thing. You know, she forced me to become a better leader and also just, like, learn to work, not with others because I don't want to paint it that way, but, like, we lived in silos for a little bit. Um, so, like, coming out of that and really, like, joining forces and being the team leaders that we wanted to be, not only for ourselves but for our team, um, it was definitely an interesting process. I don't think either of us expected that, but, like, you have to – take on an opportunity like that in order to learn. And then we figured it out. Um, something we always say is like divorce is not an option. Right. So it's like, we're in this and we're going to see it through to the end. Um, and it's just been, you know, a really awesome year. Um, we've been at this for over a year now, probably what is it, a year and five months now we're in May, which I can't even believe just don't blink when it comes to these things. But you know, just the, the growth that we've had over the year, not just on the business side, but on the personal level and on the internal level has been tremendous. So it's been pretty neat. I love hearing that. And how did you guys structure that legally? Did you have like an LLC or do you have some sort of legal structure in place for that? Yeah, it, it's really funny you ask that because – if I had started answering this question, I would have started there. And it just shows how different Brittany and I approach things. So when Brittany and I decided to partner up, the first thing that I said we needed to do was sit down and draft an operating agreement and a disillusion agreement. So we um, kind of wrote down our vision for how we wanted to structure the company, the partnership, and also talked about the potential breakup because as much as divorce is not an option, like you prepare for that when things are good and everyone's happy. That way we can all have an equitable, fair breakup in the event that ever happens, which it's not. But uh, yeah, so we hired an attorney who is a friend of mine um, and uh, he he's wonderful and he really walked us through this. And you know, a lot of my input to this was my experiences from being on a team previously. The team that I had been on had a pretty bad divorce, quote unquote divorce. Um, and I got to be, you know, exposed to that and, and witness it firsthand. So I knew exactly what I didn't want. And we kind of worked through that and worked backwards with that information on what we did want. And everything's in writing. So it, that was really the kind of the key there and the basis for everything. We also wrote our team operating agreement. So not just our business operating agreement, but the actual team operating agreement, how we structure commissions, how we structure responsibility. We kind of really mapped that all out and everything's kind of been hinging off that um, to this day. So, you know, obviously slight adjustments get made, but definitely the legal aspect was handled. And we have an LLC um, for She Moves Philly. And then Brittany and I each have our own LLC as well. So She Moves is the umbrella and we kind of pay each other through there to our own LLCs. And then each of us take care of paying our own personal selves from that. So, Wow. I am so impressed and so happy to hear that because I think a lot of people, especially in small businesses, don't address the legal aspects of it. And it's so important, especially when you're going into business with someone else, that you have the legal operating agreement so that you all know the rules of the road. And I one of the things that I counsel my clients with at Dean Street Law constantly is that the LLC agreement is not just to handle opening the business. It's really to handle all of the different situations, you know, 
what happens if someone no longer contributes their time and energy? What happens if someone gets divorced? You know, is there an opportunity for the interest in the company to transfer in a divorce or something like that? And really thinking through all of those scenarios, including, like you said, dissolution, because it's so important to talk about those types of things when you are all happy together, because that means that if an issue arises, then you're going to see exactly what you agreed to. And so many times you'll forget even a month later what you agreed to. And having that in writing takes all of the steam out of things. It just makes it so much more palatable, I think. So I'm ridiculously proud of you guys for that. Thank you. Thank you. I just... When you experience and you witness that firsthand, it's like, oh, I just, you definitely don't want to go down that road. So you kind of prepare for the worst on sunny days, you know, so. You guys have such a tight um, knit friendship and relationship and work partnership. I'm I'm curious, you guys said, mentioned that you start bringing on a team. What did that look like to try and bring on new people since you guys, you know, have meshed so well? How, How do you guys go about bringing on new people to your team? Uh, I can start. Um, Brittany had an admin when we started um, and joined forces. So um, there was challenges there. And since then, we now have a new admin. Um, She was wonderful. But, you know, you go from one person in charge to two people in charge, and that person had already kind of had a set protocol. It's hard to transition. So that was like our first people challenge, I would say. Our first edition of... um, a new agent to the team that was very seamless. Um, and she's a rock star. So we love having, um, a team. We've had a couple trials and errors. The people part is definitely the hardest, um, to manage for sure, which I think anyone can say, cause Brittany and I are very strong personalities and, um, have a very strong work ethic and trying to demand that from others, um, isn't easy. And we don't want to give up on that on that bar that we set for our team, uh, but understanding that people kind of approach us differently. And real estate is a little bit different than hiring a W-2 employee because everyone on our team is 1099 to the brokerage. Um, So they don't really have a true employee obligation to us, um, which makes it a little bit even more challenging than a standard employee would be. Um, Britt, do you have anything to add? Yeah. um, I mean, echo everything that Britt said. Um, and I think uh, a key word too that Britt mentioned, it's hard to demand, right, things from from our team. It's more so like expect, right? Because Britt and I just like, we think the world of people and people will show you their best, right? When you're, they're interviewing or, you know, when you first meet them and they're, they're, you know, talking a big talk. But when it comes to walking the walk and actually executing, and I think I think that's the part where people begin to falter because like real estate is tricky. There's a lot of avenues that you can go down. It's not a one size fits all like, and and not a linear business. Um, So kind of showing everybody the ropes is difficult, um, but you do your absolute best. Right. But, you know, giving people guidance up front and setting expectations and all that fun stuff, you know, it, it's, it's a little tricky, but also like a lot of this work depends on the person who is performing the work. And if they're not a self-starter, like they're not going to succeed. So it just, it's been a little bit tricky with the, the hiring component for sure. Um, like Brett already said, we've had our trials and errors, 
um, and I wouldn't even say errors, so they're just experiences for us and more that we're learning about what kind of person do we have want to have on our team and, you know, what is our hiring process going to look like? We just, like, have different we, – we iterate and iterate and improve and improve every single time. Um, but, yeah, it is a little tricky because it is 1099. You can't, like, say, hey, you guys need to report between the hours of – you know, eight and five or nine and five or X, Y, and Z. So it, it's a little bit um, of a gray area for sure. But, you know, we do our best to empower our, our team members and give them, you know, plans. We, we use 30, 60, 90s to help them onboard and make sure that they're checking off things that they need to do to really learn this business and learn the basics and documents and et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's a whole whole um, rabbit hole that we can go down for sure but hiring has been tricky but I think it's about just finding the pe- the right people who are cultural fits and you know I think the past like this year we've we've really seen our team like come together and the right people come, to- come together so I think we're finally like hitting our stride and finding our group so yeah and I think that there is a lot to be said too on you know when you're hiring too there is an aspect of company culture you know work ethic and all that but also will they fit in with the company culture too? Because ultimately that will result in their happiness at the workplace as well. So I think it is like a fine balance and it can be, you know, kind of hard in the moment to kind of navigate that. I'm curious, we were talking a little bit before we started recording and you guys do have um, such a specific brand presence and it's really cool. And you guys were saying, you know, you guys kind of picture it as a lifestyle can you speak a little bit about that how you've kind of taken your the real estate and turned it into kind of like a lifestyle brand yeah so when like I think this like sheds a little light on like my previous background like I was always a blogger um before I got into real estate so I was in the food business but I was also just blogging about like food fitness and living well and then when I transitioned into real estate as a solo agent I was doing the same thing it was just food, fitness, and or food, real estate, and living well, right? And I think that's, like, still our, our approach today, um, but it's obviously a little bit more real estate-centric. It's a little bit more individualized. You know, we have Brittany Moves Philly. We have Brittany Moves Philly. We have Monica Moves Philly. And then we have She Moves Philly, which is, like, our umbrella uh, brand where we all commingle. Um, but overall, I mean, our brand is just lifestyle. You know, real estate is our vehicle. It's our hospitality. It's our customer service. You know, we oftentimes we get to know our clients like on a very personal level. So, you know, if if a client's expecting, we send them, you know, little onesies that are, you know, super adorable and um, say like, um, she moves Philly, Philly bought us this dope crib, right? Which it's it's just a little play on what we do, but it's it's a gesture for us for sure. You know, I know Britt, like, was the first to find out that her client was expecting not too long ago. And, like, we get invited to weddings and, you know, and all kinds of different large milestones for our clients. And what we, we share that because it just – it shows, like, how close we do get to our clients. And, you know, it's not – we don't do that with everybody, right, because some people just aren't <laughs> always as inviting or, you know, something to that effect. But this is just more of a relationship business for us more than anything. And I think we – we really do paint that on our social media just naturally, right? I'll be honest, like we don't have this super huge social media strategy. It's just more so just organically who we are in our nature. Um, and it's inherently our brand and it's in our people too. And that's kind of like what we look for in the quote unquote like hiring process, who you are and what you do and what you do when nobody's looking. Um, but anyway, that's kind of like 
our, our brand. It's definitely organic, but like for us, it's a lifestyle. You know, what are you doing? What's your, like, what kind of dog do you have? Right. People love dogs and it's just, it creates a community and it definitely creates culture. Um, and our social media presence is just a, a lens and into our brand and who we are and who you'll work with should you have a real estate need. So I love that. And I'm so obsessed with your emails and I reply back to them fairly often. You guys just did a fun new rebrand. And if you haven't subscribed to their newsletter, I highly encourage that you do so. We'll include that in the show notes because it's such a fun mashup of news that you actually want to know about and fun recipes to try or supporting local restaurants or businesses and everything. And of course, your listings. But it's just so funny how much of an attachment that I have to your email list your emails when, you know, that's like a marketing strategy, but you're truly creating an emotional connection there. Can you share more about your blogging strategy and your email strategy, how often they go out, you know, how you structure them and everything like that? Yeah. So our emails go out twice a week. Um, Monday moves letter. I love alliteration. So Monday is it. Um, and then Friday, it's just like weekend <laughs> happening. So we just do a little recap and digest of anything that happened during the week that was monumental, but also just going into the weekend, recapping our open houses. Um, right now it's a little bit different. So we're doing virtual open houses due to COVID. Um, but all that aside, that's pretty much how frequently you can expect it and how frequently it goes out. Um, I had my hands on the newsletter um, up until probably two weeks ago. I finally learned how to delegate that and, I'm very excited to have that time back because it is a commitment for sure. But just strategy wise, um, you know, the content, we wanted to make it readable and exciting and something we look forward to. You know, I know that I love following um, bloggers who share recipes and, you know, just relevant articles about Philadelphia or just some kind of like awesome, I'll call it a millennial topic for sure. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much our strategy. Um I forget what the original question was already. I definitely went down my own little rabbit hole, but <laughs> that's pretty much it. No, that was perfect. I love that. So how long did it take you to put together each email? Uh, about an hour and a half. So you saved yourself about three hours of time each week by delegating it. So yep. was that delegated to someone internally on your admin team now? Yeah, so that was delegated to Heidi. Heidi is our rock star admin. Um, and, and it's just so cool because Heidi, like, she just gets it. She, like, is just very, like, polished, but I say that in a very, like, relaxed way. Um, the way that she just expresses herself and shares stories. And, like, she is somebody that I trust wholeheartedly to, like, take this and run with it. And she just really does do a good job of, pulling like articles and just like related subject and content that our clientele will enjoy. Um, so it, it's been pretty neat, but she has taken it under her, her wing for now and she's been doing like an awesome job at it. So that's so good to hear. It's hard to delegate those pieces that we hold on to so for so long, but I mean that's freeing up 3 hours of your time at the very least because that's probably 3 hours of actually doing it, let alone thinking about it and having that drain on your time and energy. So that's 
amazing. And then you do blog posts regularly as well. Is that still something that you do or is that something that you have delegated? Um, So we were doing them ourselves for a little bit. Then we outsourced to our friend Rachel, who was awesome and did some like SEO backend work for us. Um, Something that Britt and I like do really well is bootstrap. So we, whether it's because we love to control things or because we just want to save where we can, I think it's a healthy balance of the two. Um, We were definitely doing a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have. And this year, again, like it's finally, we are learning how to delegate and trust and, you know, it's been a really good, good thing overall. Um, but recently we, we have hired um, a marketing team to help us with some blog posts. Um, that's kind of still um, on the back burner right now. So we're just doing some like higher priority work. Um, you know, we, we do get a lot of website traffic, but not a lot of people are going to our blogs. And the work that we did last year is like still generating on the Google SEO side. So it's like, it's just kind of marinating and simmering for now. Um, I was doing some of the blog work, but you know, we hope to get that back up and running, but honestly, it's just been, been on pause as far as like blog content goes. It wasn't a priority this, this, the past like few months for sure. Totally. And as you've expanded your team and brought on admin, was that initially your admin person doing full-time or was that part-time? And what, as entrepreneurs, did you initially delegate to your admin? So when we first joined forces, um, we Brittany's admin at the time, we moved to full-time. Um, and she was doing in real estate, you know, you have an admin person and then you have a transaction person that helps with the back end of the transaction, all of the paperwork, scheduling, um, inspections and settlements. And just, there's a lot of nuance that goes on to that. Um, some people use a service for that. At that time, our admin was doing both the transaction and the admin work, uh, and was working full time. As we grew, you know, halfway through last year, we started talking about bringing on another admin um, because we knew that our volume was going up, which means more transactions. And that's a lot for one person to handle. Um, So uh, circumstances happened. Our admin took another job. So we started using a transaction service that our office um, offers. We have to pay for it, obviously. But she is solely a transaction person, which then allowed us to bring on a full-time admin uh, back into the fold. And between Britt and I and then our um, two other agents we have, and the number of transactions and clients we're managing right now, we have more than enough work for a full-time person. And the plan is to hopefully grow Heidi into more of a, um, a senior role or an executive admin role and bring in another uh, admin below her, probably towards you know the end of this year, as long as transactions stay on course. So it's very much numbers driven, um, which I like because that's kind of how my brain works is seeing like there's a breaking point of where we can afford it and when we need it. So, Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And what sort of roles has she helped fill in your team? Because I know that so many people have so many things on their to-do list, but sometimes it can be hard to figure out what they can use an admin for. So how did you guys go about figuring that out? Um, Heidi really does. Our admin basically does everything uh, aside from dealing with um, the 
actual search process for our clients, like showing homes and things like that, uh, as well as the financial stuff, everything else and in between she handles. So any of our thank you cards, our birthday cards, obviously the newsletter now, um, any kind of compliance things we need, wrangling documents from another um, agent or following up with compliance, being that liaison between our transaction coordinator and our client and kind of filling in the gap there. So helping us schedule um, schedule appointments, listing photos, preparing listing packets, really anything that doesn't that doesn't initially make us money. So Brittany and I do the actions that make us dollars and she does all of the things that support that, if that makes sense. Totally. I actually um, did this funny thing in my calendar for a while where I made all of my time spent that was actually money generating in green and left all of the other aspects of my calendar that weren't money generating in their normal calendar colors because it helped me understand for a while where my time was going and whether and what areas of my business I needed to find solutions for so that I could free up more time for the direct money generating functions for me. Hey everyone, quick break to chat about the 60 Days to Launch Your Business course. We are so excited that we launched this course because we know that starting a business is a massive undertaking and there is essentially no rule books on how to do it right. We created this course to encompass everything you need to know in order to build a successful foundation to launch and grow your business. I literally wish that I had had this course when I started Dean Street Law, when I started Flourish, and I am so happy now that I have it that I'm launching my books and personal brand. Yeah, so the 60 Days to Launch Your Business course is an information packed, I kid you not, information packed course, also supplemented with a hundred plus page guide. We go over everything like tools, guidance, templates that we actually use in our businesses every day, um, and there's homeworks for checkpoints along the way. And you'll come out of this course with an understanding of how to go from ideation to launch and form an actual legitimate business with a background and everything that you need to know from branding, marketing, legalities, all the things, literally all the things. I mean, there's so much content, 100 page guide, 16 audios, templates, homework, everything. It is literally what took us years and what we're hoping to save you. Like that was, uh, I mean, I have loved being an entrepreneur, but gathering all the information on how to do it has been a pain in the butt. And I just wish that I had had it all in one place so that it was just like a breath of fresh air. Being an entrepreneur is exciting and you should have it all at your fingertips. And that's what we wanted. You can find all the information on the course in the show notes. And we have a discount for y'all. Yeah, you can use the code WGT for We Grow Together for a 10% off and hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I think for us, it's um, we can spend a lot of time like bogged down in the minutiae of a deal or, you know, talking to clients or there's just a lot of outside noise in real estate that isn't um, 
that doesn't generate dollars or doesn't help towards growth and trying to like parse those out is something I think we're constantly working on and trying to refine. Um, because, you know, Brittany and I are each only one person and can only handle so much, but if we can start delegating more of those non, you know, money generating tasks to other people that opens us up, us up to build our funnel and to keep the growth uh, moving forward. So that's kind of our always planned plan. Um, it's just always hard to stay focused on that because you start to, you know, get buried in the minutia. Just like a quick little comment. I think it's just like, we have to untrain ourselves to just have our hands on anything, which like I briefly commented on before, um, just because we do take our work so personally. And I think it's a blessing and a curse to be so close with our clients as well. So it's like training ourselves, but also training our clients on whom they should speak to during a transaction and stuff like that. But also like us just learning to delegate where we can has been like so much more difficult than we expected. Um, but uh, again, it, it's an endless work in progress. So I think that that's really great advice. And I'm curious, you and your team have built such a success through She Moves Philly. Can you speak a little bit on what you feel like have been the driving forces of your success? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, for us, consistency is huge. Um, so who you see in business and so you see on the streets and who you see with your family and stuff like that. Um, so for us, consistency is huge. Um, not only personally, but on a professional level too. Um, the, the energy as well has been super big and contributed to the success immensely. Um, I think it's infectious. Um, and for me, like that alone, I think has driven my business. Like when I was a solo agent, you know, I dove in, I was super green. I didn't know anything, but like, just when you establish your own personal brand, you as a human being, like who you are and your reputation and also like the fact that you deliver on things and do things with, um, intention, but also integrity. Um, I think that's huge. And for us, like, again, that is like the foundation of our entire brand. Um, so, you know, not only for me, but for Brit as well and for Monica and for, you know, Heidi and we, we just all come together and that alone, it's just, you know, a wave that we have in, in our industry. And that's how like, we've really been able to, um, kind of, I, I hate to say it, but it's so true. Like 10 X our business, right. It's just like, being consistent where we know we are strong um, and being consistent personally and professionally um, and just doing things with intention and integrity. So I'm going with all the eyes right now, but again, <laughs> alliteration. Yeah. But it's, it's just true. And, you know, Britt, if you want to chime in here, please do. Yeah. I think our success is definitely, I think you, if we graphed it and we like really charted it, um, I think the turning point, is when Brittany and I have really stopped working in silos and really started to collaborate a lot more. Bringing two separate businesses together is really hard, especially when you're as opposite as Brittany and I are. But when we started to really um, focus on our strengths and trust the other person um, to handle their portion of the business. So like I'm really operations driven. Brittany is really marketing driven and great, a great sales leader. And so Figuring out how to stay in our lane and respect each other has really allowed us to go faster and um, further. Um, I think that's, for me, the biggest turning point. And for anyone who's not familiar, can you explain what exactly a silo is? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, when you come together, the perfect example is Brittany had her business. I had my business. I came from a completely different brokerage. We have different backgrounds. She had been an independent agent. So we just had very different business experience and models, even though we were pretty similar in sales and like our numbers were similar, the way we went about business was very different. So when we joined forces, we remained kind of in our lanes doing things exactly how we had done them before. Um, There wasn't much crossover or collaboration between the two of us, aside from sharing an admin and sharing the name She Moves Philly. Um, But that, so that's the silo. We kind of stuck to our own thing um, and didn't really cross and collaborate, I guess is the best way to describe it. And then when we started crossing and collaborating and really um, diving into our strengths as, as business people and, and what we were good at and capable of doing, that's where we started to go a little bit faster because I knew that Brittany was just handling her piece and she knew that I was handling my piece um, and it really just helped us go faster. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's, it's like identifying that I'm glad that Brit did because like our systems were so different, which is a part of the, like we ran two different businesses. Right. But we talked about systematizing before we hopped on the podcast and we just had to completely re-strategize and re-systematize everything. Um, and basically like start over because for, for me personally, I'm somebody who like everything is in my head, right? And I think every business owner will like in their business owning experience, like have to go from E to P, right? And also like write everything down and have, give everything a home. So I've always been organized, but I, I call myself an organized mess. So it's like I could tell you what, where anything is at any point in time, but it's like I uh, only I know that, right? So coming up with a proper system and like brain dumping everything and giving people the keys to your kingdom, you know, that's huge, especially when you're trying to build something bigger. Um, so I know that that was like the part of the the whole silo thing. Um, so we just had to completely just like re-engineer our businesses into one. And that's how we like streamlined everything. So again, it was a lot of work and a lot of heavy lifting, but you know, we, we made it work and we're still improving every single day. So I was just going to say, I was going to tell you what E to P was because we say it a lot, but not everyone knows what it is. And it's moving from entrepreneurial to purposeful. Um, and that really, Brittany and I both have entrepreneurial spirits but and, and work ethics and things like that. But in order to build a successful, sustainable, long-lasting business, you have to move with purpose. Um, and it can't just be a natural thing. You have to like be calculated and decision-making. Of course, there's room for you know natural ability, but to be able to have a sustainable re- replicable business um, that's long lasting, you need to be purposeful in what you're doing. So that's what we've been working towards. I think it's just worth mentioning too, that like our success, we can't just take all of the credit for, right? Like there's a lot of things that we just do just naturally, which is awesome, but also like we have a ton of support around us. So, you know, from our attorney, from our brokerage, like I wanted to call out our brokerage specifically, um, Yes, shameless plug. I drink the Kool-Aid. Everybody, including Brick, will tell you I am like a KW lifer, but like our brokerage really gives us um, the support that we need. And for me personally, has educated me um, in a lot of the, the areas that I needed just on the entrepreneurial end, but also on the real estate end. So like having that to fall back on and having that kind of sounding board in addition to our own 
Um, cause Bert and I can live in, she moves to Philly land, like honestly. And we learned that at the end of last year, we were like, why isn't this working? And we're like, Oh, it's cause we haven't asked for help. We've, we've only been like asking each other for help. Um, so being able to like rely on our brokerage as well has been super helpful. And especially like this year, cause I think like we're really just tightening up some, some relationships and just really like getting to know some new ones. Um, so just like being all in with not only our team, but also our brokerage has helped like tremendously. So that's such good info. And I'm going to add on to that. I think that one of one defining factor that has made you guys so successful too, and maybe I'm speaking and I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I honestly think that it's because you guys are so relatable. I don't know exactly what your client base looks like, but I'd assume that they're probably very similar to you guys, especially if you're saying that they're in their age range where they're having kids and so forth. So I think that it's honestly because they feel like they're being guided through this really daunting task by someone who they can relate to and who they can really trust. I I think there is a a big demographic that is very similar um, to us and where we are in our stage in lives. But I think it's good because we have a very – we have a lot of representation on our team. So there's someone for everyone. And um, I think that's important too, because, you know, Brittany and I are very similar, uh, but our demographics skew within our team. Um, So again, representation is key, but I think that's part of the process of being relatable, right? Is having enough representation. Definitely. And then I'm also curious because you briefly mentioned that once you guys started really putting in those systems and living in like a perfect and a purposeful mentality, um, things kind of change. So what are the systems that you guys have now that um, you think are really key to moving the business along? Um, Yeah. So Keller Williams really has provided with us a lot of tools that are real estate specific. Um, They were built by realtors for realtors. So um, it's similar to, they have a built-in CRM, but it also manages the whole transaction and the entire team can be on there. And a lot of our marketing platform lives in there too. Um, So that's been very helpful um, in kind of creating like a one-stop shop for places. We also took a lot of time to develop best practices for our team, like what our expectations are. Um, we have daily standup where we just have, you know, a 30 minute rundown of every transaction that's in progress right now for all of our team. And we talk about anything new or upcoming and then any challenges that anyone's facing so we can all kind of learn and grow from it. Um, we also hold monthly one-on-ones with our team members. Um, and we try to do reviews during those times of like, you know, good feedback, but also negative, uh, you know, growth areas and things that were missteps or things that we can learn from and grow from. Um, and then we also just can do a lot of continuing education. Um, not only do we attend a lot of classes, but we also teach classes too. I think all of that continues the system. So like our system is never perfect, right? We're constantly working on it and feeding it and growing it and adjusting. But that's the point is that we are constantly working on the systems always. So I feel like there are tangible and intangible systems and we have a good match of both. I love that. Can you share a few items from your best practices that would be helpful to the audience? Uh, Yeah. 
I mean, so there's best practices that relate to sales specifically. Um, so some of those um, in real estate are, you know, hosting at least two open houses a week, replying to people within 24 hours, but we strive for four hours. So if someone texts, emails, calls, we try to get back to them within four hours. Um, we have a lot of like auto canned responses that we can kind of pull pieces from too, so that we have like a singular voice and approach to things. Um, a lot of the way we deal with clients um, and other agents kind of stems from our best practices. Like we all present offers the same way um, in the same format every single time so that everyone knows what to expect from us. Um, we show up to all of our uh, brokerage events and meetings and we really participate in those activities because that is a best practice for us being involved and engaged. Um, we, you know, have a certain number of continuing education classes we have to take and certain number of brokerage offers offered classes, classes we need to take everything down to even your social media presence and what you're saying, um, because everything you put out represents the team. Um, so those are kind of just an overview of the things that we have on our best practices. So cool. Thank you for sharing those. And you two also have done so much development and work and learning yourself. I mean, you've talked about continuing education, but you guys go so much deeper than that. You learn, you read tons of books and you learn to constantly up-level yourself. Can you share some of the books that you've loved, the resources or anything like that that you've found really helpful as you have continued your growth journey? Yeah, so um, Brent and I will both touch on this. Um, but I mean, right now, like we started uh, just because of COVID, you know, we, we, lot, we were unable to perform a lot of our normal daily activities. So with our quote unquote spare time that we had, really, we didn't have spare time. But, you know, with this time that we wouldn't be out showing clients, we decided to introduce a little Shameless Philly book club. So, um, Oh my God, I already can't remember what we read last month. So Britt, feel free to chime in. But this month, um, we ended up reading Color of Law, which is a little bit more historic, not quite the genre that I would naturally gravitate to, but it just shares a lot of insight into like the history of racism and sexism and all that stuff and kind of like how it like bled into today's like now real estate law. Um, so it's a little bit more drier for sure, but definitely a great read. Um and then for me, like one book that I read recently is maybe you should talk to somebody. So I'm definitely the the, the more emotional one on the team um, for, again, for better or for worse. Um, but for me, like self-care is huge and therapy is a huge practice of mine. Um, so maybe you should talk to someone. It's a super relatable book. It's super hilarious, but also it's like super enlightening. Um, so absolutely love that. Um, it's one of the recent books that I read. Um, aside from that... Um, like me personally, I love Bigger Pockets podcast. If there's anybody out there who wants to get into real estate investing or just like kind of understand real estate and how everything works, it's not just limited to real estate. There's a lot of relatable people who are on there. Um, so a lot of good business practices to be learned. Um, I'm, I love Boss Babe. Um, I love Boss Babe. I love Marie Forello. Um, but there are a few that I, I follow religiously, including Morning Brew. I don't know if anybody follows that newsletter. Um, but talking about newsletter, Morning Brew is one of my favorite um, digests. It's similar to like the skim, which is like 
geared towards females, but Morning Brew is a pretty good daily subscription that I highly recommend. So uh, we read Miracle Morning last month. <laughs> oh, by Hal Newport. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I love that book. I'm gonna have to ask yeah. you then after you re- after you share with me your resources, what you all do for your morning routine and your daily routine. <laughs> well, that's always a work in progress. Brittany Nettles is more of a morning person than myself, but <laughs> um, it's funny because she's like up answering emails super early, and I'm up answering emails till like one in the morning. So we op- we are kind of opposite there. But Miracle Morning uh, was one we just read. The Color of Law was really is really good. Um, it definitely shows how how real estate law was shaped and by the country's um, segregation and history of segregation and how the government played a huge role in, in perpetuating segregation and racism. And um, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow being a real estate agent. And also, especially in Philadelphia where um, gentrification is huge. So it, it definitely is like a, a book that's making us kind of have all the feels and, and be a little bit more existential in our views of real estate and what we're doing. Um, so that it's, it's interesting to see how we're all kind of digesting that, but we're, we kind of switch between self-help books. Um, some of the other ones on our list that we're probably going to get to are like furiously happy. Um, that's a really funny book. If you haven't read it, um, make your bed, just simple like strategies to, to you start with the simple things in the morning and then everything builds on top of that. Similar to miracle morning, of course, um, who've moved my cheese is on our list. Um, for Brittany and I, we've read a ton of obviously real estate books and a lot of lead generation books and, um, a lot of books on, you know, running businesses like eater, uh, leaders eat last and eat that frog and and things like that. Um, and I think all of them have a lot of the similar tone and and approach to business. But it's nice to reread it from another person's you know point of view or voice, um, and then kind of take little snippets of each and apply try to apply it as best as we can. So yeah, and like one other book we call it the Real Estate Bible, but I really think it's like applicable to just any business you just trade out one of the they, they they talk about this triangle called leads listings and leverage and obviously it's geared towards real estate but if you swap out listings like you can apply it to any business model um so i highly recommend whether you're interested in real estate or not but we follow um diligently uh, millionaire real estate agent um their models and just their approaches um so highly highly recommend that too those are amazing, amazing resources. And I'm so excited to hear about your book club. We're going to include it in the show notes for everyone who wants to join, myself included. I'm so excited to join your book club. We just started one at Flourish as well. And can you guys share what your morning and daily routine looks like? How do you break down your day? What does it, you know, what is it composed of? And like, feel free to get into the specifics. I generally wake up at this time and it takes me this long. Like get into the nitty gritties. We absolutely love that. Sure. So uh, the routines change a little bit. Um, I honestly think for the better with COVID. Um, so we've been a little bit limited, but um, usually like I get up at 6 a.m. Um, if I was going to the gym, which obviously we're not right now, I would get up at 5.30. Um, but beginning up about like 6 a.m., 6.30 Um, 
After that, usually get in a workout. I've been doing these really awesome Peloton workouts for like 20 to 30 minutes every day. They just keep me alive and feeling good. Um, it's kind of like my, my quote unquote me time in the morning is my, my little workout. Um, after that, coffee and breakfast always. Then I'm in front of my computer usually by 8am. Um, Laura, I'm like you and that like I, I do have like my scheduled social media time. So like social media is a huge component and leg of our business. So I usually spend about a half hour, 45 minutes um, on our Instagram and just like engaging and sharing content and stuff like that in the morning. And then usually by nine o'clock, I'm preparing for our stand up. So we do our daily stand up at 915. Uh, we do that for about 30 minutes. We hop off. And then after that, I mean, every day is different. Um, we usually have at least one to two appointments per day right now. Um, as of Tuesday, we're physically allowed to get back to business. So those appointments are now in person and we can do listing appointments and buyers consults. Um, but otherwise, we're on phone calls and responding to email. Um, I live out of my email. Britt does too. Our entire business is like Google based and lives in Google. Um, and that's pretty much that the rest of the day. It's like fair game. We'll oftentimes at least have an inspection, you know, two to three to four to five times per month. So usually we'll have an inspection or something. Um, we do spend time with the team. So like taking on phone calls. Um, but otherwise, you know, we usually try to sit down um, around 530, 630 for dinner. Um, cooking is my thing. It's like my outlet, my way to decompress after a long day. So have a glass of wine, cook a new meal. This whole COVID thing has like forced me to just spend more time in the kitchen, which has been awesome and therapeutic in its own way. Um, and then after that, we'll usually, you know, I say we, and I'm, I'm thinking because Britt does pretty much the same thing too, and she can correct me if she's wrong, but we usually, um, check our emails at least once or twice at night and then, you know, keep it low key, pop on Netflix and then go to bed and do it all over again. So. Yeah. I'd say my um, schedule is pretty similar to Nettles. I think, um, I think I'm a little more relaxed and getting on my email um, from bed in the morning. <laughs> um, so like I'll wake up and, um, you know, get some coffee and then sit up in bed and check my emails on my phone and, and some social media. I just am a creature of comfort for sure. And it's been harder even now with like more so now not being able to leave the house. Um, before I was, you know, up and in the office by 9am every day. Um, for me, that routine of going to the office, um, was very helpful and beneficial. But on the flip side, I've been able to get a lot more projects and things done around the house, um, since we've been home. So, um, I would say my schedule has gone a little bit to the wayside since COVID kicked in, um, but I've never had more clean laundry in my life. So that's been pretty cool. <laughs> um, but as far as work goes, you know, our schedules are pretty similar. We're up, we're checking emails. I start with the most important, um, you know, transactions first. So anything that's like pending or needs an immediate response, gets a response or gets a follow-up or flagged or sent to our admin for something. Uh, and then I kind of work through new business. Um, we have our stand-up with the team. And on those those times, I'm usually after that kind of following up with our team on set, like things that were brought up on stand-up to try to help them navigate a little bit more, you know, teachable moments or plan for future things, stuff like that. Um and then I'm kind of running through business again and trying to generate business. So um, we have a big rental portfolio, which takes a significant amount of time um, to manage all of those leads and applications and all of that stuff. So um, that takes a big portion. And really just a lot of this is 
through COVID has been keeping in contact with our database as much as humanly possible and trying to come up with creative ways to engage and get work done while we can't physically be working. Obviously, I don't know if you know, but that all changed yesterday. We're allowed to show houses again. Um, so my schedule will completely change again. So <laughs> Brittany and I have been um, out with clients basically nonstop since, well, me since three o'clock yesterday and Brittany was out all day today and I'll be out again all day tomorrow. So, And I, I think it's worth mentioning too, because our team actually brought it to our attention. Like, Hey guys, you guys are basically robots. Where do you find time for self-care? Right. So I think it's worth mentioning that like, I know that I personally like make time to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, like coffee, whether that's good or bad, um, like water, hydrate, um, like self-care really is important to us. So like why we sound militant um, with our schedules and it sounds like we're just spending all day working. Like we have been making conscious efforts to take breaks, especially during COVID um, because it's just so easy to just spend all day in front of your computer or just be on the phone and, you know, I know that I personally during COVID have made it an even greater effort to like go walk my dog multiple times a day and like go take a break and leave my phone on the desk and like just disconnect for 20 to 30 minutes and not feel this, this lingering um, need to just always be available for people because, you know, as much as work slowed down a lot for people, like we're really fortunate, like work really hasn't slowed down and, and that's great, but it can also be like our own demise and like that's the last thing we want. So um, you know, COVID or not though, we do make great time for self-care and personal care and taking like breaks when we need them. Um, Britt and I love going to get facials, shout out to uh, Skin House. <laughs> um, but you know, aside from that, I think it's worth mentioning too, that like self-care is really important. So we usually sprinkle in some time during the day for that as well. Amazing. And you guys, in all that you do, I think that consistency is so clear how that's been a path to success for you because y'all now have a $30 million team being the number one team at KW Philadelphia. Can you share with us about how you go about your sales targeting and, you know, was that exceeding your goal? Was that hitting your goal? Was that below your goal? Can you share with us how you target and then how you break that down and execute? Um, yeah, sure. So when Brittany and I joined forces, I think we were both closing around 12, 13 million a year individually. So we knew there was going to be some bumps um, kind of coming together. So we initially set a goal of uh, 25 million with a stretch of 30. And, um, you know, 30 was always the goal for us. I don't think we were going to be happy if we ever hit 25. So 30, um, we actually fell just shy of 30 million because our, uh, because um, our brokerage didn't close a deal out in time. Um, it was painful. It was like literally like $800. <laughs> <laughs> it was not our fault, but we like to say it was like just on the nose of being like 30 million on the dot, which of course, you know, killed Brittany and I because we're perfectionists. So um, it was really rough. And also but, competitive. Yeah. So competitive. Um, and then this year, you know, we set a goal for ourselves of doubling our business. I think we're giving ourselves a little bit of room, um, especially with, COVID now um, that if we don't make it, it's okay uh, because there was a huge setback this year. But at this point, we're, we're kind of on pace to kind of be pretty close to that. So we set our goals based off of 
we kind of work backwards on how we like to live. And uh, Brittany and I kind of have a goal of being able to retire in five years. Um, so we kind of have worked backwards from that goal of how much money we need to have in the bank and how much uh, passive income we have to have set up. And we've started from five years in the future and kind of worked back to how we have to grow every year to get to that point. I know that sounds a little crazy um, for some people, but having a lofty goal kind of keeps us motivated every day um, to keep pushing harder and harder. Um, and then when we exceed those goals, we allow ourselves to take breaks. So like having a partnership has allowed us to be even more flexible in our personal lives, which allows us to be more productive when we are on. And it's, it's that harmonious balance of kind of covering for each other, um, that allows us to work harder when we are working, um, and get, and be more effective. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah. And and one thing that like Britt and I are always learning and like reminded daily is that like, we, we, we need to give ourselves permission. Like we don't give ourselves permission to like take breaks, right. As much as I encourage, like, yeah, we take breaks, but it's because we're working so hard to do it. Like we definitely have that like work guilt that we talk about right through any industry. Um, so just like giving each other permission and pumping each other up and being like, Hey, let's go take a lunch break or Hey, let's go get like our nails done or toes done or something like that has been huge. Um, just with helping us get towards our goal, believe it or not, like it, it just, cause it gives you the time to recharge, which is so important. Um, yeah. And there was one other thing that I, I wanted to comment on and now I just don't remember, but it'll come back to me. So <laughs> For sure. That's incredible. I'm so proud of you gals that you want to retire in five years and I am 100% for it and fully believe that you are more than capable of achieving it. How do you, you said you set that big $30 million goal. So how do you break that down? Do you break that down on a quarterly basis? Do you break that down on a monthly basis? And what do you do um, to really make that implemented in your day to day? Yeah. So just real quick on the retire thing by retire, we don't mean just like, see, ya, we're going to Hawaii and never working again. It's more so for like, just for us to like really have a seventh level team and like not be like boots on the ground, knee deep in work every single day. And just like being able to enjoy just like the fruits of our labor. Um, so that's what we mean by retirement and like just obviously having a little bit more time to be philanthropic and just like just enter new projects, right? Um, which Laura, I think that, you know, you enjoy having all your hands in a, a few different pots. Um, so it's kind of like where <laughs> we're going with that, but, <laughs> um, but we, we definitely break it down. I want to say more so quarterly than anything, but we definitely anticipate having different volumes per quarter because this is like, I wouldn't call it a seasonal business by any means because we are pretty steady with our income per, per quarter and our volume per quarter, but you do see an uptick in a normal spring market. So like in Q2, Q3, you're going to have heavier sales and you're going to have in Q1, Q4. Um, so we kind of um, spread everything out um, a little bit and expect different from different quarters. Um, yeah, than anything. So, and I just can add that um, when we set those numbers, like we start with the the big end of the year number, we break it down to quarter. But we even go as far as to do the exercise of like how many appointments that breaks down to 
a week, right? So we know that like, we don't track it as tight as some teams do and as, as probably how much we should. And we probably will get to that point in the future. But we know that like, if we want to hit 30 million, we know exactly how many transactions that should be. Um, and at what price point and to get to that many transactions, how many appointments we need to set and to set that many appointments, how many phone calls or contacts or people we need to meet and interact with. And we kind of work from that number um, and it's always working backwards, but we can break it down really far. Um, I guess we could probably get better at tracking it um, throughout the year, but knowing those numbers going into the year are really helpful because it kind of sets the pace. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. We do something similar for Dean Street Law and breaking it down to the number of clients. And then, um, although I haven't been able to keep up because we've been so busy with existing business, but in terms of targeting, I also like to break it down to how many outreaches that is and how many consultations that is and estimates that we send out and everything like that. It's so important. Is so important. Thank you gals so, so much for sharing all of your knowledge. Can you share where everybody can find you? Brit, I'll let you do this. <laughs> so uh, I don't get Oh God. <laughs> no, now I have to tell the story. So we were, <laughs> we did another interview similar and um, someone asked this question and Brittany went on like the best way to equate this is like, you know, those cheesy dating like videos, like VHS videos that people used to get delivered to them, to them in the mail. I'm aging myself terribly right now. But anyway, on all those crappy <laughs> dating things, they would say, I love long walks on the beach and you can, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then here's my phone number. And Brittany did that. She's like, oh, so you can get me, reach me here, here and, or call me at, and then she said her phone number. It was the <laughs> most awkward thing in the whole world. So here's the best way to reach She Knows Philly. We're uh, <laughs> shemovesphilly.com, uh, Brittany at She Moves Philly for Brittany Nettles and Britt at She Moves Philly for Britt McLaughlin. And to make it easy, you can email team at She Moves Philly and get any of us. Um, we're also on Instagram by the same handles, Brittany at She Moves Philly and Britt at She Moves Philly. And you can call Brittany Nettles anytime you want. Okay, we edited it out, but as soon as I like started going down that path, I just looked at Brit and I was like, oh no, I shouldn't be saying any of this. And it was just like, you get overwhelmed, which is like, oh my God, embarrassment. Um, But they cleaned it up and put it in bloopers and it was hysterical. So you just got to laugh it off and not the story. So there you go. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Amazing. Love it. Thank you gals so much for joining us. You gals are amazing, a powerhouse duo and team. And I'm so, so proud of all that you've accomplished. Thank you for having us. We're excited for everything that you're doing. Um, your new team are doing wonderful work and I'm, I can't wait for the space to open back up again. Yeah. And us we're, too. We're so proud to be a part of it. So seriously, thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys. See ya. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us for this week's We Grow Together podcast. It means the absolute world to us for you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast every single week as a thank you. We are giving away a month free at Flourish, and even if you're not in the area, that could be access to all of the programs that we've done 
including the social media workshop and the money management workshop. So there's lots and lots of goodies in there. We announce a winner every single week in the show notes and on our Instagram as well at Flourish Westchester. So if you'd like to be entered to win, make sure that in your review, you also leave your Instagram handle so that we can get in contact with you and let you know about the big surprise. It's been so fun to announce this every single week and hear everybody's excitement about winning and everything. I'm so glad that we decided to announce a winner every week with every single episode. I think it's amazing. Thank you guys for all of your support. It means the world to us. You can also screenshot and share and tag us at Flourish Westchester. Share with your friends. Shout it out on the rooftops of the world. And if you'd like to get in contact with me or tag me, you can tag me, Laura, at Laura M. Francesco. And you can find me, Lindsay, at Sweet Green Soul. And you can find me at Casey Flu. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. See you next week. We have literally the most exciting announcement for you guys. I feel like I'm about to like jump up and down. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. This has been such a long time coming. We worked on this over the pandemic. I'm so excited. We can finally announce it and release it to everyone. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, please. We are launching the 60 Days to Launch Your Business course. It is so epic, so juicy. Everything that I wish that I had had when I was starting Dean Street Law, when I was starting Flourish, we compiled years of experience into this. And as you guys know, I counsel hundreds of businesses. I also really dove into those experiences too. And put it all in this nice, beautiful package so that you guys know what to do as you're starting a business. Yeah. And the course has actually already been launched. It's live right now. You guys can take it, um, enjoy it. And ultimately wanted to create this. And I love case. You said this before that starting a business is such a huge undertaking and there's really no how to's rule books anything like that. So we wanted to create a course that had everything in it that you need to know to get your business up running and build the successful foundation that you need in order to grow your business. Absolutely. It should be stress-free. It should be fun. It should be something that you're excited about and feel confident about because you know you have your footing in the right place. There's so many people that this works for. If you're thinking that you want to start a business in five years, in one year, it's super really helpful because it breaks down all the steps so you can start planning for it. And I even talk in the course about how some of these steps I had started planning years before I even opened the business because they were ideas ruminating in my head. So it really starts to get you ready for that next step. And if you are ready for that next step, this is perfect. It outlines absolutely everything. It breaks it down into modules so it's super easy to to digest. And it really puts a lot of thought into what needs to come first and where to put your energy and focus so that you're efficient and you're just knocking out of the park. But honestly, 
It's also amazing for seasoned entrepreneurs. If you already have your business up and running, I'm actually going to be going back through the course myself for Dean Street Law because I started it without it. And it just is a really good way for you to focus back on all the fundamentals of your business and see how can I level up? How can I make this better? How can I make the next year even more strategic and seamless and feel that much more epic and amazing? You know that we love to provide resources for epic entrepreneurs, soulful companies. I'm just so excited for you to have this in your hands. Me too. And this is seriously such an incredible resource. There's so much amazing information. We have the guide that you get when you take the course. It includes 16 audio recordings. The guide is over 100 pages. Within the guide, we have templates for things that we use for Dean Street Law and Flourish. Um, And it also includes homework. So there are little checkpoints throughout when you're taking the course so that you can really be super involved in learning and getting as much as you can out of it, which is so important. We're just so excited. And ultimately coming out of this course, you're going to gain an understanding of how to go exactly from ideation to form a legitimate business. Um, And you'll get a background from everything from like branding to marketing, legalities, tech problem and solution interviews. We go through seriously everything in this course And I'm so excited to offer this to you guys because it's one of the number one questions that we get at Flourish is either like, will you have an event on starting a business or will you have an event on like the foundations of business or do you guys offer coaching, all that good stuff. So this is essentially like if you guys are solopreneurs, like this is like coaching with us. So I'm excited too, because I feel like being a solopreneur is One, it's kind of overwhelming because you never really know like where is the starting point. So this will lead you through step by step on how to actually form your business and when to do what. And then also it can be like kind of lonely too. So you have information and guidance from all three of us. So we're like your little support system. And I'm just excited for you guys to check this out and to start your business, to grow your business. And honestly, just to become even that much more successful. Yay. I can't wait. And let us know if there are any other courses that you'd like. We have a couple more that are releasing soon. We have two in progress, one for social media and one for time management. You guys know I'm obsessed with that. So DM us at Flourish Westchester or if there are any other courses or other resources you guys want us to put together. We always like to make sure that we're providing resources that you guys want. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting us. It means the world to us. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Dean Street Law is our sister company. I'm Lardy Francesco, founder and CEO of Dean Street Law. It's a corporate law firm that helps you with everything corporate law and has tons of free resources and guides on our website that you can find everything from protecting your company from liability, forming a startup, and the different types of entities, all the way to intellectual property and social media. So if you'd like some free information on the legal aspects of your business, head over to deanstreetlaw.com and you can also find us on Instagram at Dean Street Law. We provide a lot of free information and always feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. Thank you. Bye.